Everything I've ever needed has always been in my possession, but the space between my rib cage has been a cluttered, dusty attic, filled to the brim with heavy baggage and painful memories. Pulling down the ladder and climbing inside the cavity wasn't voluntary. It was something I had to do. The longer days and warm air called upon me to move. But like all spring cleaning, it takes time to sort through everything. A constant battle between resisting the desire to shut the door for another year and climb back down the ladder, or the compulsion to just throw everything out and make peace with what is lost. So you sit with it. You sort through it. You have too much coffee and not enough food. You laugh at the happy memories, and you don't even go through that box. You just know it belongs in the trash. In the past. At the bottom. You keep a few things because you think you should, and bit by bit you see the floorboards where the boxes used to be. You've made eight trips to the dumpster, physically moving things out of your life, out of your space, out of your heart. When you're done, you open up the window. You sit on a box filled with books, and you marvel at how warm the sun feels, how fresh the air is. You don't beat yourself up for having held on to so many things in the first place, but rather, look at what you've kept, what has survived, what remains, knowing that in the future, its time may come too to honor without attachment, and to be patient without expectation. Oh my God, Diana. Hi. That was so gorgeous. Yay. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for letting me share. And Bethany, welcome. Hey. To Beaver Talk. Very well read also. Thanks, girls. I enjoyed it. I love it. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for this episode. Me too. Where do we begin? <laughs> Man, guys. Well, I mean, Bethany, you've been on. Yes. We did an intention setting for the new year. We did. Guess what, Bettys? We are halfway through the year. Yep, just a little over halfway. Can our brains even believe it? So we yeah. thought it'd be a great idea to bring Bethany back and say, okay, where are we at? What are we doing? Is there any way we can kind of honor being in the middle? Yeah. And Diane, I think your poem is such a beautiful reflection of like what the spring does to us and what this mm-hmm. weather does. It kind of dusts off those cobwebs and puts us in a space where we do want to kind of refresh and get back to it. I feel like sometimes the winter can be like a sleepy, mm-hmm. um, reflective time. And we're, so in, we're in action mode right now. Yeah, I feel like this summer is always an inventory taking for me. It's like permission to be slower, but it also is like time to be more reflective and more intentional, especially with your energy. You know, like you can be out from like morning to night, just seeing friends, doing things all day. And there's this go, go, go attitude, but there's also this like need for me personally to to be a bit slower. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to talk to you, Bethany. This is my favorite time of year. Tell us. Yeah, well, my birthday's over this summer. So when's your birthday? August twentieth. Amazing. In case anybody is trying to send. So we're coming up close. Yeah, I love I love summertime. I love the the slowness of the time of year, like you were saying, Diana. Just the the it all also reminds me of like back to school, you know. So you take that time, you rejuvenate yourself, you have the fun that you're gonna have, and then you get really excited to sort of focus in on the next quarter, on the next thing that you're about to do. Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's so perfect that we're talking to you at this time of year because, you know, we did do the New Year episode at the New Year, at the January 1st mark, but this is also a New Year with, like, back to school, as you mentioned, and just, like... Guys, we're not at back to school yet. We're not there yet. You're making me a little nervous because it makes... Back to school, to me, is fall. Yeah. Yeah. 
And we just started. Well, we're almost, I mean, at the end of August, I'll give it to yeah. you know, that's creeping yeah. in, but we're... It's the reflection you have to do before back to school, though. Yeah, right. exactly. I love that. It's all Mother Nature's fault. We've had very weird weather. Mm. So, like, the summer, the spring. Yeah, the spring fall. kind of was yeah, here and then really just dropped us into the summertime. Yeah. Right. Spring took off, called out this year. Yeah. We had, like, one day of spring. <laughs> For sure. So what are your, what's the birthday vibes? What do you do kind of intentionally for your birthday? What's the? So, so just to back up a little bit, when we talked last time, we sort of, the visual that we gave for intentional planning was like the inverted pyramid where you start with your super huge goals and then you um, narrow those into like these actionable steps that you can take on a weekly, daily, whatever the case is basis. And so like, Around my birthday, around the summertime, halfway through the year, I really like to just sit down and see how's this feeling? How's mm-hmm. it how's it going? You know, it's a lot less um, like a big check-in. Yeah. It's a lot less formal than what I do at the beginning and end of each year, where it's like, I have seven questions that I'm gonna ask myself to get to the answers. And it's more just like a uh general taking stock of where we are, how does this feel, what is going on with me. And so like this year, this year specifically has actually, this time I'm finding it to be really, really introspective. It's a time of like really big change for myself personally, professionally, all these allies, different ways, you know. And um, what I'm really, really doing is making sure that the things that I am spending all of my time on are the things that I said I wanted to be spending my time on. And mm. then making sure that those things are pushing a needle that just feels good on the inside. So at the beginning of the year, I was very much just like, you know, I want to make sure that my nose is to the grindstone and I'm working hard on the things that I want to be working hard on. And I had my four different buckets of my personal, professional, communal, and spiritual things that I wanted to work on. And I realized almost like a, like a month ago, I realized that some of the things that I was doing, some of the actions that I was taking on a day-to-day basis were I need to check off items on my to-do list items, mm. you know? And I think that the easiest way to figure that out is when you are taking the second to stop and check in. You know, a planning system, intentional or not, can sometimes feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be planning things out. So let me make sure that I'm planning things out. And so it's what I like to do in the middle of the year is, like I said, take that time and have it be less forced and have it be less forceful and just sort of sit back. How do I feel right now? Halfway through the year, have I do I care about the goals that I set? How have the situations that have come upon me changed the trajectory of what what needs doing? Mm-hmm. You know? One of the things that I struggle with with goal setting is that I sometimes, like, looking back on the goals I set after we did our episode, I was like, oh, cool, none of these are in my control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, I just set big lofty goals. Or even just like smaller goals that like I have no way of like I can do me and I can like, you know, keep myself moving forward in the right direction. But the attainment of that goal is actually not up to me. Mm-hmm. Can you think of something like like what which, which which one of the goals are like I don't 
Yeah. So the, the, the big goal for me, uh, the big goal for me last time we chatted was to get on a visa and to make it so sustainable for me to be in the country. Mm-hmm. And looking back on that goal, long story short, I ended up getting married in January and like <laughs> put myself on like a totally different path. Thank you. Um, but that's not in my control, you know, like mm-hmm. the, I don't have any control over the U.S. government. And that's like not something that is actually appropriate to consider as something mm-hmm. that I should be working toward this year. So, um, or I can be working towards it, but I don't have any jurisdiction over when that happens, how that happens. If that happens. If that happens, right. 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 So I guess a question I would have for you right off the bat and like just for our listeners is like, how do you personally set goals um, in a way that they embody something you have control over and something that you are directly in line with? Um, I don't. So the word control is a sticky word for Bethany. Mm. I've been doing a lot of therapy this year, ladies. So. <laughs> well, that's what this session really is for us. So can, please continue. So, like, uh, control is a really harsh word for me because I'm at this stage where I, I feel like I can't control anything with the exception of what I'm going to do about what's happening. Mm. So, um, when I set goals, it is with the full understanding that something, anything could happen that could completely and totally derail the outcome of whatever it is. So like, and I don't necessarily always think that it's a waste to have done it that way, right? So for you and your visa, like, okay, I don't have any control as to whether or not this government is actually going to allow me to stay in this country. However, since I have decided that being here is where I want to be and blah, 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 I'm going to, I, it's, these actions are still in alignment with things that I need to be doing. I'm one of these people who I'm just like, if you, um, if you're thinking about, if you put enough thought into the why and the intention behind what the goal was, even if the outcome is completely out there, even if it never happens, you'll be on the right path to be doing whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing for that alignment. But yeah, like control is a really, 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 really sticky word for me. I think that's one of the yeah. hardest things about control is the alignment, as you were saying, sometimes doesn't have the same timeline yeah. that you have. So like even for trying to get pregnant, like I was ready to get pregnant two years ago. Um, and, you know, long story short, like it took a long time to for the timing to feel right, for us to be in the right apartment. And I truly believe that like I wouldn't have been able to emotionally be in the place that I am now where I'm so like happy and excited um and having to kind of let go of the expectation of timeline in a way Oprah talks a lot about like the way to manifest is to want and release Mm -hmm. and I think that release part of not of being like this is what I want and this is where I know I want to go but if it takes a year if it takes five years like you have to open your heart up to just the unknown, which is uh, you and I are very similar in our like type A personalities is a bitch to do. Mm-hmm. And that's really where the work comes in of like, where am I at today? Mm-hmm. Yes. How am I feeling right now? Because it's, it changes and it there isn't, you're not able to really do that full body release. I think in the way that people who are more, you know, going with the flow per se, it's just not, I mean, definitely not for me, my personality. Like I have feel like I've been like so, locked into my morning routine of like this is gonna ground me because I don't know what's going on outside of it at any point um with all the stuff happening with 
the film and like transitioning. It's just like having that moment to like center um, has been for me really important because there's no, it's, it's a bitch to have to release. Well, and it, and it's a daily release practice. looks so mm-hmm. different for everybody. Like, I mean, there are certain things like if you're in something as administrative as applying for immigration stuff, mm-hmm. you have to do certain things and you, there are timelines you absolutely have to adhere to. And there's so many like point A to point B's that you're in control of. So for me, this process has been a huge lesson in, but you're not in control of the outcome. You right. can do everything that you set out to do and everything, right. you could do everything right and check all the boxes. And that doesn't mean that it's going to happen when you think it's going to happen. And it might not happen at all. Right. And I think that that's like, that lesson for me was such a gut punch of like, you know, manifesting is such a buzzword sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we think we're so in control because, you know, the universe has your back mentality. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it just, you don't get what you want. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's like, and I don't mean to sound bratty or I don't mean to sound entitled, but you can still take all the steps and it doesn't happen. Right. right. It happens in you a different way. You can work your ass off and it, it can mean not a damn thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, which we all is a lesson we all have to learn eventually. And mm-hmm. I think that that is something that I've been really grappling with over the last seven months since we last No, talked. that's adulthood and that's the part. <laughs> <laughs> that's the part that really Truth bombs. sucks. Welcome to adulthood. Diana. No, it really sucks. No, it really sucks. And, and you know, it's so it's so real and it happens in a bunch of different ways. And I think that like, especially something as bureaucratic and administrative as immigration is a really good example, actually, because it's it's so true. You can dot all the I's and cross all the T's and still end up not where you wanted to be in the beginning. And that's that's why the checking in is important. Yeah. Right. So like at the beginning of this year, when we guys when we first sat down, I had just gotten a new job. That I hadn't even announced to everybody yet. I was super duper excited. Um, I did a typical Bethany move where I gave myself not even 24 hours in between job one and job two. And I like threw myself right into it and everything was great. And I was like firing on all cylinders. And then my uncle passed away Mm. very suddenly. We had just gone to see Black Panther together. Um, He passed away very suddenly and it was like awful. And I got the call while I was at my desk, while I was Ugh. at work, and it was just awful. And I had, I, I spent so much time after that trying to figure out, yo, why, why is, why is everything just not congealing? Things are not coming together. I would wake up in the morning and I would do everything that I was set out to do, and then at the end of the day, it would be like I had been like drunk. I didn't even know what had happened all day. I had this, I had this planner full of things that had taken place. And I was just like, oh, I, I called her. I spoke to this person. I don't even remember these things happening. And I really had to take a second. And I was just like, I really, really wanted this when I set out to do it. I was really, really into this when I set out to do it. Um, external factors have come. Other things have changed. And I'm just not, I'm not here right now. I can't do this for you guys right now. This is not a thing that I can accomplish. And I really struggled with like the internal guilt of how can you not want something that you wanted before? Mm. You know, does that make you ungrateful to have changed your mind to like the amount of desire that you have is fundamentally different? What happens when the goals that you set, you attain them, you get them, and then you change your mind about the goal that you want? Like, 
what what do you do and it, that that's for me why it's so important to consistently be checking in with yourself because and I know this is personal for me as well if you're not checking in it's crazy but a long time can pass before you even realize that you're not on the same page with yourself yeah actually that brings up something that i've i have been feeling lately which is resistance mm -hmm. and i feel like when we get set in our ways of like the way things are um it's it's really hard like i did a reading the other day and diana kind of to your point i feel like you know, I've been with with releasing Dream Girl online. I'm like, okay, like I've created the space now to start something new and to start a new project and to dive into something. And, you know, I have been working freelance here or there, but I'm still waiting for that like big aha moment maybe mm -hmm. of like the next project or for things to click and it to just feel in alignment. And um, I did a reading and a lot of my readings have been this whole summer have been like you're waiting for something you're waiting for something you know just keep being patient work on yourself go internally and then I got a reading that's like you're fucking up like you're mm -hmm. not taking action yeah. and I had this meltdown and I was like oh am I like supposed to like what am like I've been kind of complacent in the waiting and I think I've gotten comfortable in the waiting that now it's like oh now I need to like get back into ramping up and whatever and I don't even know what that looks like anymore mm -hmm. and I think I'm feeling resistance of I think you know as we all do when we're trying to figure out that next step of like is what's the right move to make I don't yep. know yep and that that's an overwhelm and I think to your point if we don't check feeling. in yeah we can totally be complicit yeah and allow the resistance to continue and you know continue to float or whatever and not you know see what's really going on. Or we take the wrong opportunities because we're so out of touch with right. where we're at. Mm. Yeah, for sure. a big thing. Yeah, I feel like for I did sure. a lot of that last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'll do that project. I'll do that project. I'll do I did. I, was, I said yes to everything and then everything exploded. And it right. was like, but these are none of the things you should be doing. None of the things. Because the other thing is resistance. Resistance can just feel like the world is picking on you. You know, and you don't even notice that it's you resisting the thing that you're asking for or you like not taking act, you not being in alignment with what you want. You're just like, oh, this sucks. I don't like how this feels. I didn't like that conversation. I didn't like this interaction. This is too much work. This is, oh, oh. And really, you know, one of the, I have a million post-its that I write things that resonate with me on. And so one of the post-its that I have by my bed is just because you've been waiting doesn't mean you've been patient. Mm. Oh, wow. Drag me every wow. morning. Yeah, right. Because patience and, yeah, just because you've been waiting doesn't mean that you've been patient. Patience is like more active than yeah. waiting is. It's you actively waiting for whatever the thing is. Right. You know, and I'm, I suck at active waiting. Well, something <laughs> that Elizabeth Gilbert talks about in Big Magic is like ways to spark your creativity and she talks about kind of having to romance the universe and having to kind of like show up in a different way okay. or like take a different way to work and just like you need to revamp your energy. And so I've been thinking a lot about like, okay, like what do I, where can I be at? Like what can I do? Like how can I recharge in this, you know, to get on that path? Um, but then I've also been feeling a lot of self-deprecation around feeling so sick from being pregnant. Yep. And like having it totally drain me and totally take over my body in a way I was never expecting. Like yep. 
um, like I'm a night owl now, which I've never experienced in my entire life. Like I'm usually dead in the mornings mm-hmm. and like I've been staying up till like midnight, which is like for Unheard me, of. I go to bed at like 10, I'll sleep for like 11 hours. <laughs> like I'm a real creature of habit in that way. Um, and it's totally like rocked to me in such a, in such a profound way that I never expected. Yeah, man. That's crazy. Just thinking about like how your simple, your simple changes completely revamp how things are going. Yeah, and even like within my relationship too because like I feel like I know like how to create space in my day when I have energy for my partner. And now that I like am like a dead person until like five and then like all of a sudden I'm like totally awake and a Mm -hmm. different person. Like it's it's so jarring and I think especially for him too, he's like, I don't get it. I don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not even really showing yet. So I felt like for the first trimester when I was – literally sick and throwing up constantly he was like are you like this these are not his words and he never said this but it almost felt like he thought i was making it up mm-hmm. like there's this weird disconnect of yeah. like you don't look pregnant yeah like I'm it's hard to empathize with someone who doesn't look sick right or look not sick but just like it is like do you have the flu and like it, how do i treat and you? it can how change in need? 15 minutes yeah. yeah yeah i can feel totally normal yeah yeah as i do with you ladies right now <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also important, and that's one of the things that, like, the 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 whole planning, um, the intentional planning thing has given me is just more of that check-in with self thing because, like, I'm sort of in a relationship with myself at this point, you know? I'm sort of courting me right now. And mm-hmm. so when things get awkward or when things get... Um, overwhelming i'm just like oh that's okay sweetie you want to go to dinner <laughs> it's fine i will rub your shoulder oh, no, I but love it's, that. it's very much just like grace is another one of the mm. things that i'm really talking about like extending to myself um and that's what that's what the entire method is for me you know like what what goals do I want to set? How do I want to go about attacking these goals? How much energy do I have? That's one of the things that I love about doing planning. Planning looks like me asking myself, how much energy do I have? And then seeing in a logical way if it even sounds possible to do all the shit that I'm talking about. Like, I want to do these 700 things, but I have six days to get them done. So I'll do one thing, Mm -hmm. you know? And so... You know, and then being able to extend myself the grace afterwards when it's just like, so that didn't go the way that we thought. <laughs> you quit your job. This is whoa. We didn't like. I wasn't expecting that. You know, and and just really being able to say, I'm in control here. It's my planner. It doesn't matter if I cross this stuff out. It doesn't matter if I completely pivot and stop talking about that goal that we've been tracking for four months now, like I'm ready to try something different. I'm ready to move in a different direction. And that freedom to a certain extent is really, really, really cool. And especially if you have done it before and you have the ability to say, you know, okay, I know that this book is going to be the year of Bethany at the end of the year. And so this pivot is like a really cool whoa moment in the story of my year this year so you know it's 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 been easier for me to I'm looking back on the moment even as I'm having it yeah (laughs) and you're granting yourself permission while allowing yourself to be super flexible which is 
a very important, difficult. It's a hard. Difficult it's step. hard though. Yeah. To be flexible and to say I don't want that anymore. Yeah. Is as scary, if not scarier, than to say I want that big lofty goal. Yeah. Yeah. To say you don't want something anymore that you've been working toward and that you've been like. That's big for me, actually. That's yeah. really big for me. Like I just struggle as a person with being able to turn. I I struggle with no. I struggle with turning things down. I struggle with um, erecting boundaries around and for myself. And then even if the boundary is there, I struggle with communicating to you why it exists and Mm -hmm. what's going on here around this line that I don't want you to cross. And so like, it is very, very difficult for me to, especially if I've committed to something verbally, like if I've said to you, this is what I want, this is what I am going to have happen. It is very hard for me to then turn around and be like, well, I don't want this anymore. Um, even in my planners, like it has gotten, it's been a long road for me to be able to say, you know what, like the goal that we've been trying, I'm not going to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I started off with bullet journaling and there, there's like this whole culture of your bujo has to be so pretty and the washi tape and the stickers and the, and it's like, I can do that, but I'm, I can't do all that. Yeah. So, <laughs> and it takes me a long time. I like, I, I don't even want to turn the page on the last page that I did. If we have a mistake, it's like, oh my God, I want to cut the entire page out and have it so that there wasn't this big glaring. I, I did a spread upside down in the book one time and I was like, oh, we got to get a new notebook mm-hmm. off to Michael's. But it's, you, you have to be able to sort of just like sit with the fuck ups. You have to sort of be able to sit with them and flip past them without tr- triggering yourself. Yeah, to keep re-traumatizing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think that the tip that you shared with us about um, rereading your journal was something that was really eye-opening for me to go back and to do and to, and to like you said, kind of not acknowledge, well, some fuck-ups for sure, but also just kind of be at peace and be grateful with where I'm at right now because mm-hmm. I think we feel like nothing's moving fast enough. And yeah. then to go back a couple of months, it's like, ooh, I wouldn't want to be there. Right. You know, even like a week or so ago. So I think it's important to kind of do the practices that kind of give you that perspective. Heck yeah. Do you guys have any specific gratitude um, things that you do to kind of anchor yourself? Well, so I will say, Erin, that like, like you do this for me all the time, but most recently this week where I was called you up and I was just complaining about all the things. <laughs> And just how hard everything is and how like just kind of feeling the struggle right now. And you said to me, you were like, Diana, you are not where you were last summer. Mm-hmm. And you were like, I know things feel weird. I know things feel hard still, but you are not where you were 12 months ago. And after we got off the phone, I obviously just felt so much better. But I went back and I read my diary from last summer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> no, for realsies. It was a magical mystery tour of the depths of despair. Dude, and no, I get it. Yeah. There's certain pages of certain journals that I can't even read because there's like snot. Oh my God. And I'm like, oh. girl, you are in your feelings. I yeah. know that I'm in a bad place if there's coffee stains. Dude. That means oh, I'm just really? a total disaster of a human. It's like then. shaking the journal around. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think whenever I wake up and I feel like I can't say anything nice or I can't say anything good, I make myself do a gratitude list of at mm-hmm. least five things. Mm-hmm. I have to name at least five things that I'm grateful for. And they can't be, I have to write about them. It can't just be like my health, my mom, my dog, my cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has to be like my mom because 
like I have to really stop myself because and get into it. Well, the spiral can just be such a yeah unproductive, and it can suck you in so fast, so fast. You and can then you lose a day. Nothing. Heck yeah, or you lose a week, and it's like why? Yeah, something I've just started doing actually is like making a list of things that are in the world right now that bring me joy. Because mm-hmm. I think with the news and stuff and like this something Sal and I talk about having a baby, it's like, oh, great. Like the world's exploding and we're all going to die. And it's like there's there's such a heaviness to everything um, that I was like, OK, like I need to remind myself of like the things that I think are meaningful in the world um, that are great yeah. and that are excellent. Yeah. Um, and so I just started literally a running list of like, it's mostly like TV shows <laughs> and like um, people and just things that I think are like, yeah, that are meaningful because there is so much, <clears throat> it's so out of balance right now. Yeah. And if you're not actively seeking things that bring you joy, it you would be really one. easy to just, uh, you know. Yeah. The Cheryl Straitism. It's the idea that the sun rises and the sun sets every day. Yeah. And her mom said, you can either be there for it or not. Yep. Like, put yourself in the way of beauty. Mm-hmm. There's yep. something beautiful that happens every single day. Yep. You can choose to show up for it or you can choose to just be sad about all the ugliness. I also find amazing. myself, even when I can't do something super intentional with gratitude, you know, sometimes you're in such a low place that you're just like, literally nothing good is happening. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. when I, but I, I try to just be more intentional, intentional about what I'm feeling as I'm feeling it. Like even something super little, like I remember just the other day I woke up and like my dog is getting old. My dog is getting so old guys. Like. Mm. And he, what kind of dog? He's a chocolate lab. <gasps> oh my god! I love a chocolate so lab. I, so my, sweet. My aunt had chocolate labs. Yes, his I name feel is like Max I grew up with, with two X's, labs. and he's the love of my life. And he's getting like old, like his whole, like he's gray. He's a big old meatball. Yeah. And the other day, I woke up and he had like crawled into bed with me which was a big deal because his hips are at this stage where he can't always get up in the bed and he was just laying there and I opened my eyes and like the sun was on him and his eyes just looked so pretty and his little chicken foot and I was just like uh I wish I could paint this moment because my dog looks so (laughs) cute and like I really gave myself permission to just sit there for five minutes and just like really like, I'm going to woof on you for five. Like, I'm not going to shower. I stink, you stink, and it's okay. <laughs> you know? And just, like, really being okay with being in those moments. Um, that's been really helpful for me. And then when I am trying to do something intentional about gratitude, I've just found that being more introspective helps to keep me more grateful. We are at a time where just, like, the whole world sucks. I'm just, like... I wake up wanting to cry about everything. I wake up being angry about everything. I hate everybody all the time. And it's just like, that's cool. Like, it's not cool, but that's cool. Like, I, I get you why to be where you you're feel, at sometimes. Yeah, you, and the world sucks right now. So, yeah. like, I don't know. If you're really super duper happy, go lucky. I really don't trust you <laughs> at this point. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> just, I don't trust what you have going on. 
Um, I'm wondering, I was kind of thinking about doing this for myself because because uh, my tarot reading was like, you got to like get your shit together and move it into high gear. And I was like, okay, like I need to transition from this waiting mm-hmm. game to like a place of activation. And I was thinking about doing some kind of vision board. Do you guys have any visual practices that you use or anything that really speak to you? Um, I do a couple of different things. I've done a couple of vision board I know you're big with the post-its. I do love post-its. I do love to put the quotes that I love all over the place. I do like to cut things out and glue them onto pieces of paper. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I'm actually doing now is like the artist date with yourself. So this is just you taking yourself out on just a date of fun exploration. So instead of like physically making a thing, I go and I make a memory with myself. So it's Mm -hmm. just like, what is, sometimes it's a bucket list thing, but it's just something to get me out of doing what I'm usually doing. It's one of these ways that we that I think that I'm sort of like telling the universe that I'm courting something new, you know? Mm -hmm. So like last week I went and I took a Samba class just cause. Yeah. Just, I don't know nothing about Samba. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> or try pole dancing one of these days and want to go and try like um make thai vegan food just going and trying super weird super out there we live in new york there's nothing you can't do yeah yeah for sure what about you diana um i'm thinking lately about um putting my room together a bit more intentionally yes. so do it yeah that's so a big I, thing for me too is spaces yeah i kind of want to put more photos up I want to put more, be more intentional about what's on top of the dresser, be yeah. more intentional about my husband's side of the bed, um, yeah. and kind of just decluttering constantly. I mean, we live in New York, so there's no space ever. So yeah. constantly being mindful of what we do keep in our spaces is, mm-hmm. I think, something I'm really thinking about right now. Oh, I should write that down. Yeah. Yeah, no lie. I cleaned my room and I was just like, oh, the energy in here feels amazing. Oh, it's... Got to sage it all and light that incense and just clear it out and open the windows and yeah, for sure. Especially, I feel like you know, in summer, like we're you're constantly going to the beach or you're going out all day or you're going you're just running all over the place all the time. And I find that I looked around my room, our room, the other day, and I was just like, oh my god, everything is everywhere. Like, how did we get to this place? And it's like we brought all the places back here with us. Yeah, so that's something I'm definitely going to be doing. Over the next like little while. I feel like I just had like kind of a light bulb of something because I have really wanted to do something visual, like whether it's a collage or something. And then I've been having this weird, um, uh, how do I describe it? Um, Not really resistance, but like I used to be a painter. Yes, I I used to paint. I used to paint all the time. It was a real emotional marker for me to know really what was happening internally with me. Like as a way to deeply like tune into the subconscious and it's interesting when dream girl started about five years ago it stopped uh-huh. and mm-hmm. i think that all of my emotional artistic channeling went into the film mm-hmm. and i've the last two years i've really tried to pick up a paintbrush and really like keep trying to like open it up again um and maybe i need to try again but it's weird it's like this block that i have felt 
I think from the film, honestly. Maybe you need to tell yourself a different story and just start painting again. <sighs> or maybe you need to try. <laughs> maybe you need to try something similar but different. I went through something really, really similar with my journals. Mm. There was this period where I was just like, like really intimidated by the empty open page. Yeah. I used. I like. I'm obsessed with notebooks. Like I have 700 notebooks, and they would just be like, I'm opening this beautiful college rule notebook, and I. I don't have anything to say here. So it stopped, I, I stopped trying to journal and I started just writing stories. Yeah. And I started um, just like uh, writing down things about people that I would pass in the street. I spend my entire life on the train. And there are very interesting people on the train. And so like I would just note down, oh, there's a woman speaking Portuguese and it's not raining, but she has on a... Um, yellow whatever rain slicker on and then they would then become characters in these stories that I was making up as I went along and so I wasn't journaling but I was still tapping into that righty yeah. aspect of myself and I would look over those and the characters that I would make up would be acting out things that I was stressing over that I didn't want to write down as me mm. I went through this whole phase where I didn't I didn't want to be the character gotcha. I didn't want to be the person interesting it's funny you're nodding a lot yeah I, th I think, and Elizabeth Gilbert writes about just exactly this, do a different art form in order yeah. to like release that energy and give yourself permission to not be the main yeah. subject because yeah. that can sometimes be very intense. Yeah. And sometimes it's just too much of the same. Sometimes it's just like I've, I've painted yeah. the thing that I needed to paint and this needs to be paper mache <laughs> Yeah, I got to reflect on that. This needs to be bedazzled. <laughs> We'll see. Well, I'll keep you posted. Please yeah. do. Um, I also love to talk to you gals about like your morning routines or like kind of like your daily practices. And while we do that, I shall be passing out a tarot card. Yes. For you each pick to start your day. I'm super excited. And we'll excited give you a little reading. Actually. Yeah. Um, I'm going to shuffle them. Do it. Gonna cards add some. are coming out. Those are gorgeous cards. Oh, here we go. Here we are. I'm so and lovely. Is this from the Cats theme song? No. Okay. No. Does it sound <laughs> like Jezebel? Yes. Da, na, na, na. It's so creepy that you know all their names. <laughs> Why is it creepy? Because you know so much about cats. Yes, I do. Okay, so basically, have you guys ever done tarot before? No, which is why I'm so excited. Okay, so I'm just going to give you a daily reading. Okay. So you're going to pick a card, and this card is going to speak to you, just giving you some intention today. Um, basically, it's not to read your future or to give you some kind of, um, you know, something you don't know. The point of the cards is to bring out your subconscious. So mm -hmm. however you react to them, it's something that it wants you to know. Mm -hmm. So it's not like telling you anything bad or positive. It's just trying to release some kind of inner um, emotional feels. And you're Love supposed it. to just pick a card. Pick a card. Just make card. That speaks to you. And I don't know if you guys want to hold... Actually, you'll just pick a card. Let's pick a card. Should I go first? Yeah. Yes. All right. Nice forward facing. I love it. Oh my God, these are gorgeous, Erin. I'm gonna take this guy. Do I look at it? Sure. You. Oh you my God. This one. What did I get? All right, let's see. Diana, what's your card? What is it? Oh, you got a five of chalices. Lovely. The chalices is like your abundance, your <gasps> cups, your filling. So take a look at the card. Why don't you tell me what you see? You got a five of chalices. Right? I see this queen wearing mm -hmm. this like gorgeous gold yellow dress with a whole bunch of um, broken 
There's a broken jug on the ground below her feet, and she has like flowy, gorgeous, long brown hair. Mm-hmm. And there's like some branches, it looks like, behind her. Um, and then there are two faces up on the top left and right corners, and they have long blonde hair, and they're wearing like these very ornate headgear. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. This is kind of an intense card. I'm just going to work Very excited. Bethany intense. Okay, the five of cups. That's what you got, right? Okay. Yeah. Signifies that you're brooding over past wrongs, losses, disappointments, or hurts. You are dwelling on a painful past and refusing to look forward to a positive future. Oh, it's all those retrogrades. Your unhappiness is a result of your attitude, which you can change. This is your card of choice. You can continue to brood over what went wrong, or you can contemplate on how to make things better in your future. You don't have to be miserable. I mean, preach. <laughs> that's the it almost, resonate, it almost resonates like too much. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a deep. I love it. What did you get, Bethany? Ooh, the queen of pentacles. The oh my queen God. of pentacles. So the pentacles card is like your money card. Good. Pentacles there are, we the, go. are, the, are the points. Money. Queen of money doesn't and show so bad. She was giving me Rihanna vibes. I'm not going to lie. And Bethany, why don't you tell me what... Oh, yeah. Right? It looks like to you. So there's a woman on this card, and she is sitting Indian style looking at, I'm going to say that that's a coin, right? Because she's the money goddess. Mm-hmm. She's bare breasted and like adorned with jewels and sitting in front of a purple, like floral wreath arrangement situation. And she just, she looks melanated to me. So that makes me really happy. <laughs> I love it. Okay, the Queen of Pentacles is a benevolent figure with a regal and kindly bearing, sometimes shown showing the pentacle or a coin in her lap, gazing fondly down at it. She also may be pictured leaning, standing against an ornate throne or chair. She's someone who understands and respects money as a tool but does not worship it. Hmm. This queen represents a generous woman who's also an excellent manager in practical and financial areas. She may be a sensual woman who's at home in her body and enjoys her creature comforts. As an advisor, she favors the querent or will to at least be fair. She is pragmatic and realistic and wants to see that the money she distributes produces tangible results. If the card doesn't represent a person, it shows a harvest after much labor, security, or prudent use of resources. Hmm. Amazing. How's that card feeling to you? This... Sounds like a birthday come up, darling. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm thinking. No, I'm really happy with that, actually. That makes me feel good. Queen of Pentos, which is purple seal. She's cute. And then just like another little um, blurb about the tarots. Basically, (coughs) kind of like in a deck of cards, there's like the queen, the king, and the numerology cards. And then there's a pack, I believe it's 12 of them, that are like... um, unique cards Mm. so when you get them they really you should really pay attention these are like our our everyday pulls dope so amazing thanks Erin of course no I like this oh my god! did you pull one for yourself no I didn't should I pull one yes you should all right here we go oh I didn't even see like the little jugs on here there are five of them that's so cute the cards are so ornate yeah they're really really pretty Oh, the two of wands. The wands are your creative endeavors. Here we go. As I'm talking all about being creative. Here we go. 
Well, I'm giving like Tiffany book. Haddish side stare right now. <laughs> I am prepared. Did you get the book with the cards or do you have to get the book separately? I bought the book separately. Oh. I have ins- I'll Instagram it for people. It's The book is called The Only Tarot Book You'll Ever Need. It's by Sky Alexander. And then I just picked up at my local Barnes & Noble a um, tarot pack that spoke to me. Love you it. can get a classic pack that's like more traditional imagery or oh. you can buy one that's more, you know. Modern? Not modern, but like more speaks to like they have like Disney packs. They have mm-hmm. like, you know, like mine's very art deco. Is this art deco? Yeah. What do you call this? It's very art deco. Um, really? So it can be, you can get kind of a card visually that speaks to you. Cool. You got the two of wands. The two of wands. Here we go. Just looking it up now. Diana, why don't you describe my card while I look up? So this card has a lovely woman. She's blonde. She has flowers in her hair. I'm loving this floral crown she's wearing. She's wearing blue, and she's sitting in a bed of irises. Irises are great. Okay. Two of wands. An ambiguous card. (coughs) It shows that a second, perhaps unexpected (coughs) factor is entering into the situation at hand, something for which your plans have not allowed. There's an element of surprise. Sometimes this card's indicated choice must be made which could be related to your work or creative endeavor. You are saying yes to a new enterprise with expectation that you will achieve ownership, wealth, and good fortune. You've started something and are awaiting results. You may, however, have to deal with some unforeseen problems or encounter unexpected obstacles and opposition, such as a bank loan not coming through, a partner deflecting, or a loss of support you were counting on. Sometimes this card can indicate a need to alter your course. Altering my course. Well, I'm not really on a course, so. How does that resonate for you? Um, interesting. You know, you know what's really funny, too, I will say about tarot is sometimes when you're getting the reading, it doesn't hit you right away. And then halfway through the day, you'll go, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it'll really, like, speak to you and things like that. This is a card I'm going to have to think about and sit with. It's not, I'm not getting a, a full reading right away. Let us know. I'll keep you posted. Ladies, thank you so much for any final thoughts or words that you want to share. Bethany, how can our Bettys support you and find you? Yes. Oh, Lord. You can find me at itsbethanynicole.com. And that's my site. That's all where I am located. I am in the process of dropping a actual planner journal situation. It's like a hybrid between um, a planner and a journal. And it's not... The purpose of it is not to plan out your entire day. It's to track a goal through to fruition. Mm -hmm. So it's to like get you into the mind state of staying in the intentional space needed to see a goal through to fruition. Ooh, I want one. All that's going to be at itsbethanynicole.com. Cool. Keep us posted and we'll promote it. Yay. Any any final thoughts or words, Diana? This was just so lovely. And thank you so much, Bethany, for coming back. Thank you for having me. Love this mid-year check-in. Thanks, guys. Don't forget to rate us and review us on iTunes. If you have any um, review or information or you want us to give us you unsolicited advice about your life, you can email us at beavertalkpodcast.gmail.com. We're never going to get it right. Happy Feminist Wednesday. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, I'm Lissa Mandel. I'm Philip Cassell. And we're here from The, the Bitch, Bitch Seat, the podcast. It's an interview show where we talk to guests about the horrible and beautiful parts of their youth. 
They like to think of it as an adult talk show and tell. A grown-up show and tell. There you go. Like that. So for a teaser, here's some magnetic poetry that I wrote on my fridge when I was 12. Hit it, Phil. Dreams of whispered music felt snow white and lathered me in delirious symphonies. The ache within is black and bitter. A thousand frantic shadows scream and chant bitterly. I sleep on a lake of a thousand diamonds. You were 12? Yeah, I was way ahead of my time. Fair enough. Tune in. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production. Hey!